Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Hello, my name is Misty Newcomb. I'm the Executive Director of PRISM Education Center, and this is our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about finishing strong. We're jumping into our final semester of the school year, and this is a time where you can either kind of get into a, a, a slide all the way to the summer, or you can kick it into high gear and, and finish with a sprint. And that's what we want our students to do. Specifically, we're going to talk about how we can use parent-teacher conferences and the momentum that was built from those conferences to build, help our kids build the capacity for a strong finish. And, and I think that that's something that's super near and dear to us. We have a whole 5K devoted to celebrating a strong finish. And to join me today to talk about this, I have two special guests. First, I would like to introduce you to Brittany Rose, teacher at the Prism Fayetteville campus. Brittany, say hey. Hi, guys. Brittany uh, teaches in the third to fifth grade division um, in our Fayetteville campus, and we're looking forward to having her join us again. And also, we have Caitlin Webster. Caitlin, say hey. Hi, everyone. Caitlin is joining us from Atlanta, where she is the site coordinator. And as always, we're looking forward to having Caitlin. Ladies, Parent-teacher conferences are wonderful. It gives us a chance to touch base with parents. It forces our students to be self-reflective, which is something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to children in the ages of 5 to 18. Uh, Not always, anyway. Um, And so it kind of puts them in a position to do that. Tell me how you would describe our most recent round of parent-teacher conferences that we just finished. Caitlin, why don't you start? Yeah, this round of parent-teacher conferences, I felt like it was different than um, previous years when we're in the spring. We have parent-teacher conferences in the fall and the spring every year, um, and just a different tone. So usually in the spring, it's like, you know, your, your mind is set on, we're almost done with the school year. But this felt like, man, we have we actually have a lot of time, and we want to make the most of it. Um, the conversations that I had with students and their parents were very deep. Um, there was a lot of partnership between me and the parents, and that was just wonderful. Um, and they were full of encouragement. Um, the depth and encouragement, I think, had to be there in balance. Um, and it was it was really, really excellent this year. That's great. That's great. Brittany, it, did it feel the same way? Caitlin uh, talks to a lot of people off off. Uh, away from the Fayetteville campus who are part of the virtual program. She also talks primarily to, well, exclusively to middle school and high schoolers. What did it feel like uh, at the elementary level? And I guess you could also give us, you know, a sense of what it felt like at the Fayetteville specific campus. Well, I would definitely agree with Caitlin that there was a deep sense of partnership. I, uh, the word I would use is just an eagerness to partner with us teachers on um, this, the different goals and things that the parents and teachers were agreeing that students needed to work on for the rest of the school year and definitely encouraging, felt like they were ready to engage with their kids to finish the year strong. And that was really great to see. 
Perfect. Wonderful. So it sounds like there was a similar feel. I know I had a debrief with the high school students um, or with a group of high school students. And I just kind of asked them what they, you know, their thoughts about the the parent teacher conferences. And they were, it was interesting because it sounded to me like it was very good, but some of them used the word intense. And when I probed a little bit, cause you know, I didn't think I didn't, I, I just was curious, like, what do you mean when you say intense? And and there, the sense that I got from them was that it was very direct, like it, it hit some 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 areas and they felt deeply impacted, not intense, like angry or I got in trouble, but intense, like on the inside, I was deeply impacted. And some of the impact was I need to prioritize academics stronger. Some of the impact seemed to be really addressing more internal issues and um, everything from just integrity to how we handle our relationships with each other and things like that. So it, it, it was really good in talking to the students. I got a sense that they left inspired to become more mature and to really head on tackle some of these, some of these internal issues, which I thought was really good. So I, I've heard from parents too. I think in general, there was just a really strong sense that this these conferences were very impacting, very meaningful. And so let's hear a little bit as we think about you have this powerful experience, you have a spring break right after, we're coming back in, kids came back, they seem to really have some energy coming into this semester. I've heard that from a lot of teachers that it just felt like people were ready to to knock it out of the park. How do we so sustain that type of momentum. What suggestions do you ladies have for parents who are trying to sustain the momentum that was built during the parent-teacher conferences? Yeah, one suggestion is to set goals with your kids. Um, And it could just be set the most important goal, um, the thing that you feel like is the main emphasis with them, and then set up a time to follow up with them on it, maybe a weekly debrief to just see, what are you doing? How's the goal going? Yeah, great. So, and I think probably some people even did that as part of the parent-teacher conference. There were, I know that several people talked about having very specific goals set that they wanted to meet. Um, And I like the idea of, I do think that for students, they kind of, they don't have the discipline to revisit goals, right? They don't have necessarily the discipline to stick with something. And that's part of our job as parents to help coach them through that, right? To help, to help them see like, this is when you set a goal, they don't necessarily know this is where I, I need to have like a weekly system where I evaluate. And so that's one of the things that I think parents can do is just put a reminder on your phone, check in with them when you're driving. If you have like a routine activity that you do, you go to the grocery store on Saturdays, but you know, use that as a time to remind them like how, Hey, how are you doing on this? Are you keeping your assignments turned in? How, what are your friendships at school looking like? So that's, that's great. Brittany, you got any ideas for us? Yeah, I was just thinking about how important just participation is still. We have a lot of fun events still coming up inside of PRISM. And as parents, you know, participate and engage, it really does excite the kids as well. They mm-hmm. they love seeing their parents come online or making things for parents or, you know, it knowing that parents are engaged in what they're doing really does bring motivation in the classroom. And we even use that. We say, your moms and dads can't wait or grandmas and grandpas are really looking forward to seeing this. And so that does, I see, 
add some like momentum and encouragement and motivation for kids to want to continue to, to finish strong and engage well in the classroom. Yeah, I think that's a really great point to bring up. One of um, one of the things that I remember reading a long time ago, it was actually a book about reading. And he said, you can't outsource your values. If you want your kids to love reading, you can't just say, I want that the school to teach them that kids learn to love what we love. And so I think one of the things that I've seen is that engaged parents produce generally engaged kids. It's not always the case. Like, I mean, you know, there's there's different personalities and things like that uh, inside even very highly motivated and engaged families. But it does it does at least send a signal to your students that and to your children that this is a value, this is a priority, this community is a place that that we are connected to, engaged with, and prioritized. And so, I, yeah, I really agree. I think that's a great point to bring up. Just our level of engagement as parents is going to really impact our students' engagement. So engagement looks like participating in events, but it also looks like still asking questions about school at the end of the year and not just thinking about, um, you know, what else is going on or what's going to happen in the summer or all those things. It's good to think about those things, but let's be here in the moment for at least another quarter. Good. Yeah. One other thing is keeping up communication with your teachers. The parent-teacher conference is such a wonderful pause to just meet and talk about your child with your teacher, but we can continue communicating. And um, we're here to help support and come up with ideas. We'd love to collaborate with parents. If you're if you're working on a goal and um, it's not working, <laughs> what your method, we have ideas and we would love to bounce those ideas off with you and um, and provide support from our end too. And to add to that, I was thinking about um, how when you have questions, I know sometimes I've gotten a response like, I didn't want to bother you, but I had this question of how to help my kid at home. And I was thinking, oh, I always want to encourage parents, please, if you have something that you're thinking about or a way that you, you know, you're helping them at home and you're not sure, please do reach out, email or, you know, a brief conversation and the next day in the pickup line, just to yeah. let us know that you've got something on your mind to help, you know, just the asking of questions. we it's okay. And we welcome it. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Cause I don't think I, I, I never think that parents want to be unengaged or not communicative with teachers. It's just a question of, you know, these people are humans and they work and should I really be bothering them at night? And so a couple of points that I would give is, you know, every teacher has their own communication style. Some teachers are fine with texting. Some teachers are fine with using WhatsApp. A lot of teachers really like to use email because it, it kind of takes, uh, texting can sometimes feel a little bit intense, like immediately I need an answer. And so, so I would just encourage you try to get a sense of what your teacher uses with you and use that back to them. And then if it's a big question, ask, Hey, can we set up a five or 10 minute call? And, and if it's, you know, I wouldn't handle big questions over texting um, or WhatsApp. But if it's a, just a quick question that you can quickly get an answer to, uh, yeah, send an email or send, send, a, send a question out somehow. Because I think that teachers do want to participate and partner with parents. And I think that's one of the reasons that they really love parent-teacher conferences. They're not burdensome because it really is our opportunity to connect with with 
with parents. And it's one of the few opportunities we have, especially given that we don't necessarily have a big old pickup line that we all get to sit at and, and talk at. And so it's a really, especially as your kids get older, it's a much easier way to, we still want to connect to your high school kids. (laughs) All right, great. What else? I was just thinking, I, that's one thing that I just really love about PRISM is that we still want to connect with parents about when your students are in middle school and high school that um, we still want to partner with you and we want to um, meet and talk about their goals. Um, it doesn't end, you know, when they get to the older years. Um, it just, mm-hmm. it just looks different and creates different opportunities for dialogue and, um, yeah, and different emphases inside of those conferences to be talking more about like, okay, they're actually going to be on their own in a couple of years. And so how do we really build them together? Now they have yeah. that support. Like, so let's really use that time to the fullest. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very good. So I just, I want to summarize a little bit here. I feel like y'all have given some really good pointers. Number one, set goals. If you didn't in the parent teacher conference, then set some, you know, achievable goals that you can check in on. Number two, check in on them. If you set the goals at the parent teacher conferences, or if you set them once you've gotten home, be sure to create like a reminder somehow to create a weekly checkpoint. And I, I want to say some of the goals aren't necessarily measurable. Like, how do you measure an attitude? But you know it when you're when you're hit with it, right? If you've got a grumbler, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to wait till a week from now to check in on that. I think that when you're talking about attitude-based goals, every student inside of our K-12 program, I remember I read once at age four is when kids can kind of get my attitude is stinky. And they may not know what the word attitude means, but they understand what it means to put off an air of disdain about something you've asked them to do. And so when they realize that they can do that um, and can control that, then that's that would be an appropriate time to start addressing it when are confronting, you know, attitudes that might not be the the best. And so, you know, I, I know better than to always provoke a child in the midst of an attitude fit, right? But I can also, I also know that you don't wait a week to address a situation like that. So if you've got a little grumbler or someone whose attitude needs um, adjusting or calibrating, then it's okay to say, hey, do you remember how you just responded 20 minutes ago that the that look on your face or the way you feel let the whole room feel the <laughs> your frustration that that and you it kind of felt like you were trying to punish us for asking you to do your homework. I thought that's something that we were going to work on. How do you think you could respond next time? Let's let's not pull that off. And I mean sometimes you need to confront it right in the moment and say, "Hey, stop." You know, just a, a gentle we we've agreed that that's not the attitude we're going to have anymore. You know your kids, you know the situation, but it's good to set up sometimes to either on a routine check on things or, you know, when you get an attitude, check on it probably faster than than not. Um, I have a funny thing to say about that, too, because I actually have a student in my classroom who his goal this this quarter is to work on his attitude and be more positive. And yesterday he goes, Miss Brittany, when I'm more positive, my day goes by faster and it's so much better. And I I laughed out loud and immediately told his dad in a text, like, this is what your son just said. So keep encouraging it at home. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I love that. And that's, you know, they will, we, all the goals we have for our kids are so that they can have better, more fulfilled, content lives. Right. And so they should see the fruit of it. So that's great. That's great. Um, So set goals, create checkpoints, 
continue communicating with your teachers. That's the, that's the third thing that we had on there. Um, stay aware and participate and encourage and stay positive. Does that sound right? Does that sound like a correct summary of things that, that we said? Perfect. So I think that those are really practical, practical things. And I think it's an important time of the year to, to do this and, and, and to really understand like, what is our role as parents? Because one of the advertised things here is that we're going to teach your kids. Like if we are your child's teacher, it's our job to teach them. We're not going to send you home with a ton of work for you to teach them at night. Right. But then what role does that leave the parents? And it makes me think of a story that when, when my sons started playing basketball in more, one of my sons played in kind of a competitive league. So when it was just boys and girls club, you know, you just kind of play for fun. And then when it's a school league, the school kind of handles things. And then this league, they basically brought all the parents on the first night to a separate room. And I thought, what on earth, what are we going into? And they started coaching the kids and they said, Hey, we want to help you be a good parent to an athlete and really make it clear what your role is in this way. And I I thought it was such a great talk that they gave us that it's the coach's job to teach the kids skills the coach is the one that we are all entrusting with our kids to make judgment calls in the moment. And it's not the parent's job after the game to sit down with our kids and tell them all the things they did wrong in that game or the way the play could have been run better. You know, you're, it's not, it's not really your role in that, in that situation. And you've all been to peewee basketball games. And so you understand the need to tell parents not to do that because you hear it. Uh, uh, yeah. That could be its own podcast, but we won't do that. We won't talk about that today. But he he said what you can do and what is good, what kids really need from their parents after a game is encouragement, whether they played well or whether they played poorly, whether they won or whether they lost, whether you thought they tried hard enough or not. It's really good to just give your kids encouragement and to kind of cheer them on and they need to know. And obviously that's not your only role as a parent to cheer on, to encourage. Often you have to be the one that corrects and you have to be the one that disciplines and that reminds and does all these things. But I think that one one thing that we can see is that I felt like this year's parent-teacher conferences in the spring felt a lot like students were motivated. And I think one thing that parents can do to sustain that motivation is to encourage them. When you see them do the right thing, encourage them and say, I saw that, I noticed that, you're really working hard to fix this issue, to deal with this, to address this attitude. I'm proud of you. And I think that just means so much to our kids. The other thing is when they don't do it well and they're struggling with the regret of having not made the right choice or not made the best decision, encourage them. Hey, this is not who you are. This is, we're calling these things out. Your teachers are calling these things out because we know who you are and who you're capable of being. And we want you to be your very best. So that encouragement is so important and so valuable for kids. And so I really want to encourage parents to understand it's not your only role, but it is part of your role. And it's a big part of your role when it comes to school to be the encourager um, and be the encourager, uh, especially of them developing those those habits. And then the last thing I'm going to, I'm going to leave everyone here with is a funny haha. I've got a joke. Some of you might remember there was a, you know, our generation didn't grow up with memes. That's a, that's a new phenomenon that hasn't always been around. And I remember one of the first ones I saw, it was this thing where they take pictures of, of, it was like my kids on the first day of school, my kids on the last day of school. 
And it was so funny because it was so accurate because the first day of school pictures, it was the Grammys. It was the like Oscars or something like that. And it showed someone in like this really perfect dress and walking on the red carpet and people were taking pictures. And it was, that was your kids on the first day of school. <laughs> on the last day of school, they looked really rough. I can't remember what the picture was. I, I remember the specific Grammy picture, but it was so funny because it's so true. Like, I don't think I'm going to buy a new pair of uniform pants. I think they can fit in those just a little longer. So all of our kids have like high waters in May and, uh, and their, their pants come up to their shins instead of to their ankles and it's just kind of funny like the truth of that and um and it was uh, it was like my me uh with my kids on the last day of school versus me on like in you know like sending them off after summer break go go be with your teacher um it was, it was just funny like the the whole meme was funny but I think that we tend to be very motivated at the beginning of the school year and then by the end, it's like, man, I can't wait till summer break. And I can't wait to let them sleep in a little bit. If you have kids that are old enough to sleep in, or I can't wait till we do this or that. And, you know, we've got a quarter left. And it's kind of a magical quarter here at PRISM. We really believe in the power of a strong finish and the, the value in our kids learning to run as hard the last day of school as they do the first day of school, that, that we're we're strong the whole way through and we only get stronger. So I want to encourage you as parents, uh, the best way they learn that is from us as their teachers and from you as their parents. And so let's all be really great models of that. I don't mind if your kids come to school with high waters though. I understand that. Uh, I can, I can take that, but I guess that's a big plug for Caitlin. What do we do the last day of school? The last day of school, we do the finish strong 5k and you can run, you can hike, you can bike, you can walk, but if you're going to run, you might as well start training now, which is what I'm telling all of the students in my classes. Um, it's super fun. We all do it. Everyone participates. We love for the whole family to do it. Um, for our virtual yes. families, go to a wonderful park, enjoy a lovely day, and and show your prison spirit. That's usually spirit day. We can paint our faces yeah. blue. Um, yep. If you want to run with a blue face, I know that Miss Misty usually doesn't disappoint and shows up with some sort of <laughs> war paint on her face on the last day of school. So. I love seeing the pictures on that day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they are the best. It was really fun last year because we were all virtual. And so if kids were going to run a 5k, they were going to do it with their parents. And so we saw all sorts of uh, dirt roads and city roads and parks. And it was just such a fun, fun mm -hmm. day. I'm really looking forward to, to what comes out of the finish strong 5k this year, but it is, it is my favorite day in terms of, I just love the idea that we, we don't finish and we do, you know, it is a party, but we don't finish with just cupcakes. We finish with a 5k and that's how we start the last day of school. So I'm really looking forward to that this year. Um, to, to running that with you guys. Uh, another funny, last funny, and then we'll close off here. One year in our end of year, we have teacher reflections at the end of the year as well. And one of our first year teachers one year wrote, I, w one of the questions we asked is what surprised you about teaching? And she said, I'm surprised at the amount of physical training I have to do to be a teacher at PRISM. And then she listed wilderness hike, 5k. And it was just really funny. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a common thing in teaching that you have to basically constantly be on a workout so that you could do the next thing with the kids. But I think it's great. That, that's, mm -hmm. how, that's how we think. And I thought the same thing this week. I thought, Oh, I haven't run in a while. I need to uh, Time. make sure, make sure yeah. I can finish strong. So, <laughs> all right. Well, cheers to everybody. And uh, here's to your training plans and the 5k mm -hmm. 
5k ideas that I'm sure will start coming out and be pasted on your, your or hopefully not pasted, but magnetized to your refrigerators and have a great day. And here's to a strong finish. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.